Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. This is a solo episode. If you're new to Dealing with Goliath, check out episode zero, give you a good overview of what's going on and the different formats. Uh, But this episode, we will call Busy is Banned. So busy is an odd word, isn't it? It's something that, whether COVID or pre-COVID, you'd hear it a lot. You'd say, you know, how are you doing? You see an old friend or an old colleague or something. How are things? How's life? How's work? And invariably, you'd hear the words, oh, busy, really busy, crazy busy. Oh, right. Oh, massively busy. Oh, I'm rushed off my feet. I don't know if that's quite an Irish phrase, is it? Or is that a very common one? But you'd hear this kind of, oh, oh bordering on overwhelm is what they're saying. They're, they're barely keeping the ship together. But they, they, people tend to say it more as, well, some say it as kind of a badge of honor. And others seem to say it as kind of a, uh, <laughs> seem to say as, look at how bad I have it. Like a put upon sort of phrase. Now, it's not to say people aren't busy. Like I know well the amount of people, particularly uh, since COVID kicked off and work has changed and there's a lot more stress in some regards with that, that people, some people are going literally from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. It's, it's all go. And it's all the more so with people with young kids. Of course it is you know, because the kids are demanding attention the whole time, right? And trying to get any work done and any focus is a nightmare. I know some of my friends have kids who, you know, are the proper smallies, the little toddler kind of age or or slightly above that. And, you know, you talk to them on the phone, sometimes work call, sometimes a social call, but, you know, three minutes, three minutes is you're lucky to get three until you hear the, the little little eyes peeking <laughs> right in the door and daddy or mommy, you know, uh, and and they need something or want something. And they, they, they just really don't get, you know, that dad or mom is trying to work here. Whereas when they're older, you know, you can sit in front of the telly or a book and they can be doing things for much longer periods of time. But anyway, I digress. This whole idea of busy, because people tend to say it, some say it in this competitive way, don't they? It's like, almost like you've no idea. You have it easy. You know, you think you're busy. I'm manically busy, right? So it's this kind of, uh, you have it good type of thing. I'm the one who's really suffering here. Some people use it in that way. Uh, other people it's because they're so they have such an important life. There's a status thing there as well, isn't there? There's a status element where if I'm not busy, what am I? You, are you not working hard enough unless you're busy? That that getting doing things is more important than the things you do. So there's a whole lesson and insight there on efficiency versus effectiveness. There's no point being highly efficient at things that don't really matter, that don't really move that needle. You know, this is a lesson that I'm continually learning. I mean, these, by the way, these little posts are as much for me to listen to myself, to go, oh, yeah, good one, Al. You know, because I, I often find myself having conversations in my head with Coach Al. The Coach Al hat goes on and he goes, gives me a talking to, or that's not fair, it doesn't give me a talking to. It's, okay, sometimes he does. More so it's asking those questions for me to work out for myself, where I should be, where the faults in my thinking are, or where I should, might be viewing things to be more, more effective, more helpful. 
So a lot of this stuff, you know, people are rushing around being busy. And, and again, it's, it, it's about a lot of that is, implies giving away control, doesn't it? I have to do this. Sometimes, of course, we do. Maybe things that are in our job, we just ha- they have to be done. Family things, some of them have to be done. But a lot of them don't. A lot of them, you know, you're choosing to do these things, right? Or when you choose to do them is the other point. So my point is bring back control. Bring back at least, first of all, the awareness of where the control lies. And this kind of impacts this idea called locus of control that a lot of coaches and psychologists go on about. Locus of control is an idea came from the 50s where basically there's internal excellence. So your internal locus of control is when on the whole, you know, you have more control over your life reality and direction than you don't. And an external locus control is other things outside of you. So in some cultures, it's very much fate or God or all of these more external things to us have uh, influence on our reality. And we have less than. So it's not to say that uh, in the Western world, it's increasingly, you know, other people have more control. Now, this changes over your life, because if you think about it, when you're in school, you know, you have very little choice. You have to be in school at a certain time for a certain duration. I suppose it's the only time when a relatively free citizen has to be in a certain place other than when they go to prison. It's an interesting thought on school. But anyway, that that's I digress <laughs> I digress once again. So this internal external locus of control, generally what coaches and psychologists try to get people to do is move that increasingly into the internal. Now, it's not to make it hyper internal. I'll do do another episode where I talk about that a little bit more in detail because people go overboard with that and that's another scenario. But for the minute, uh, we'll just keep it on that, that it's being aware of, particularly of your language. Your language is how you're encoding the world, how you're encoding your experience to yourself and then to others. It's how you explain it, how you give meaning. We're meaning-making machines, you know? So we have to be that little bit more aware. It's very helpful to be that little bit more aware of the words we choose to use and how we use them. And this is where busy is one of those that's a little bit under the radar because it doesn't seem like it has a particularly negative effect, but it does. I'm busy because I'm important. I'm important because I'm busy. If it's in the status way, right? So if you're less busy, does that mean you're less important? Does that mean you're not doing as important work or or less valuable work? Everyone has 24 24 hours and then depends on how many many hours you sleep, but we all have the same amount. But some people manage to get a huge amount done because they're very aware of not just being busy, not just being efficient with their time, but being hyper-effective. You know, so... Again, other episodes will focus on outsourcing and delegating and all that sort of stuff. And that's part of it. But it again starts with that awareness, first of all, that mind, mindset. Where am I actually, what am I actually thinking here? Uh, wh- where am I going with this? Well, I'm going with this to, first of all, say in, in working out what's important now, the old win, what's important now. It's kind of a soldier question on the battlefield, you know, when you're dealing with, you have your mission objective down the way, and then it's constantly what's important now, and you're dealing with what needs to be addressed. And 
that's how you move forward in a, in a relatively effective way in high stress situations. You have your overall, I had a, a, an episode already where I talked about values a little bit. I could come back to values. But then when you're working through minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, task by task, conflict by conflict, uh, a challenge by challenge, I should say, mind your language. Uh, this is in your mind your language um, thread by the way i'll come back to mind your language quite a quite a few times because it's one of those subtle things uh, that that we need to watch out for but yeah so i was quite proud of myself there a few months ago and then i did this last week as well and it takes a lot of, as i said a lot of these videos are for me to kind of learn for myself uh a coach myself uh, and hopefully some other people get a little value as well but it's this idea that I had this great opportunity for something that would really be a huge benefit to me, be a huge benefit to my business, to my clients. Uh, and I found myself saying, yes, but not now. Very proud of myself. You know, I let myself have a little pride in that one. Yes, this is for me. This is awesome. It's not just bright, shiny object syndrome. This has value. You know, it's not just the next shiny thing to distract me. It has distinct value but not right now. It's not part of my plan. It's not part of my priorities to get through this. And I'm endlessly doing iterations of the 12 week year so that you can just put things like that into the next 12 weeks. So it's only, it's at most 12 weeks away. Think of it like that. So you can delegate it, you can postpone it in there. And that's the difference between the things that need to be done, procrastination and scheduling, you know, is, sorry, procrastination and, and being time efficient is just that. It is scheduling the thing. But I digress, lots of digressions. So yes, but not now. And yes, but not now is actually a very handy trick when you're trying to use willpower for when you have an opportunity, for example, when you're on a diet. They're able to say, you can increase your chances of staying on the wagon, staying true to whatever the diet or food regime you're doing by saying yes, but not now. So the opportunity for a big fat double cheese pizza or whatever, whatever your thing is comes up and you go, oh my God, I'd love that. If you say never, there's a trigger in the back of your head that goes, oh, never, we don't like never. Don't deny, don't, we don't want to deny ourselves. So you can lose willpower, lose that battle very quickly. Whereas when you say yes, but not now, your brain goes, oh, we're just postponing it. Oh, that's great. Next Tuesday, fine. Or, you know, this is why cheat days work really well in diets. Uh, I lost 22 pounds there a few years ago, kept it all off and more. Um, precisely because you go, oh, I'll have that on Saturday. And then on Saturday, half the time, you don't feel like having it then. You don't. That's okay. But you can. It's a different, again, it's the psychology of the language that you're using to encode the experience into your head which is why busy is sort of slightly dangerous. Busy is, is just that first little step on a very long spectrum, but it's on that spectrum that leading toward that victim mentality where you're giving up your control. You know, are you a victim or are you a survivor? Are you a victim or are you challenging? You know, that, that kind of idea. Because busy, what does it imply? You know, and we, we worked in some directions there just for a moment down that line of busy means I'm important means... I have value to give. People are demanding things of me. Therefore, I must have value to give them. Maybe, yeah. 
But sometimes you just need that reflection time. What are you losing by being so busy? It's one of the things I do with the clients is, is just creating that half hour a week to start with. Maybe it's an hour, then it grows to 90 minutes where you're able to actually reflect on the practices that have been working well. You're able to put, in, put on your executive hat over your own work, over your own business and actually engineer your time that bit better, be more discerning what's working well, what isn't. How could you mold several things together? How can you discard ruthlessly things that are are less efficient and far more importantly, less effective? Because the question is, are you busy living good or are you living busy? Because if you're, you know, busy living you're out there, you're getting loads of great stuff out of life. You're hitting those values. I did an earlier episode where I touched on values. People who are hitting their values, they're, they're living pretty fulfilled lives, you know, people who aren't less so. So if you're busy doing things that aren't hitting your values, be mercilessly in what you call. You know, I have to, uh, as, a, as, a, as a thought, if you are actually living an awful lot of things that are meeting your values, absolutely brilliant. Then you're just, then you're busy living, right? But try just for a week or two, do an experiment, run a little experiment, remove the word busy from your vocabulary. Instead, if someone asks you a request, say, I'm very sorry, it doesn't fit into my plans at the moment and my schedule is chock-a-block. Your schedule is chock-a-block. It is, you know, it's, you look at your days, everything's scheduled there. You're being honest, but you're not too busy saying it's not in my priorities. That's, that's, an honest answer it's a harder more honest answer but try it try it for a week or two you're not busy it's just not in your priorities you have higher priorities that's allowed people are allowed to have high priorities okay that reflect their values and where they want to go and really getting things done and all of that good stuff so busy try it for a few weeks busy is banned <laughs> <laughs> 